How's it going? This is Ty, and welcome to episode number 40 of the Fiction and Copy Decoded podcast. I know that I had a little bit of a build-up if you looked at the short blog post that accompanied this episode, and if you hadn't, that's okay. I mentioned that fiction has something that's a little interesting or needs something a little interesting in addition to what fiction normally has to make it interesting. And that copywriters or copy itself, sales letters, emails, what have you, can also use this, but in a slightly different way to make them more interesting as well. So without further ado, let's get to it. I think this will be a short one, especially since I know that as it went in the past, I also set up another article blog post about this. But anyway, okay, I started off talking about plot in the big three. So basically character setting and plot. I said I'd write a post about the secret ingredient that makes people think about writing stories or to get excited about ideas. I mean, some people get excited about ideas for various reasons, but this was one that I had decided to highlight. Okay, so let's say you've got a great character, an awesome setting, and you picked out something around to build a plot around based on those two things somehow. Okay, so... You need something to kick the story into high gear. And it doesn't actually matter if you started with character or plot, you can still do it. The thing you actually need is conflict. Something for the character to like contend with. Something that rocks their world. Something that they're not used to. Or if they are used to the thing, something is new about it. That they it kind of shakes things up and turns things upside down for them. Uh, this works for all fiction genres, although there are genres that focus on different styles of conflict that they prefer to have, which I know was extremely vague. So <laughs> we got to get down to specifics. Okay. Uh, conflict can be like protagonist, antagonist, we would say, uh, between two people, or sometimes depending on how things play out, between two groups of people. Or something like they're out to get you, like so Venom or the Green Goblin is attacking Spider-Man, let's say. That's that's conflict. Uh, another type of conflict is called uh, like different paths to a solution. Let's say uh, a friend of yours wants to see a movie, a good friend of yours wants to see a movie, and you don't want to see the same movie. And it's like, well, what do you do? That's, that's conflict, but it's a lighter conflict. But it's still a conflict. Or between the character and your setting, which is when I mentioned Neil, the 20-year-old character from the link above about plot in the big three, where I went into a lot of things about how you can form a plot by a character interacting with their setting, where I talked about investing, what if investing were illegal in the world that Neil lives in, and so on. You can even have conflict between a character and him or herself. Maybe they feel guilty about something or angry that something happened to them. Sometimes even these types of conflict work together to just make things so much worse for the character. So say, if a character's parents were killed in a car wreck, let's say, that's that's external because that 
that's an external point for that character. But those feelings and guilt or anger or disappointment or other feelings are more of an internal struggle within the character. But it was brought on at times, and it doesn't necessarily have to be brought on by something external all the time. But a lot of times it is. But those inner, that inner conflict, inner turmoil was brought on by something that happened outside of that character. So there are two types of conflict, actually, and you can use both. I kind of already spilled the beans on that, but I still had wanted at the time that the post this episode is based on was written to do another post, and I did that because I figured out <laughs> from a movie that I had never thought, one, that I had never thought to watch, and two, that I didn't think was going to teach me anything about anything. I managed to actually learn about conflict in a new and interesting way, but I'm not going to talk about that because I would rather do that later. What I actually want to expand on now is how this can be used with copy. And I kind of already discussed this, so I will do this for a bit of time and then we'll wrap this up. With copy, it's kind of the same thing because of the fact that is internal, sometimes external conflict can result in internal pressure. And they both kind of work in this strange, uh, damaging, hurtful push-pull in the lives of real people, which is also why I think that fictional characters need to go through either one or the other or both of these types of issues so that readers can relate to them just as if the characters were real people because we want characters to be as real as possible, even though they're really not. So, well, let's say... Um, Let's pick something that has to do with health. Let's say uh, diabetes. Diabetes is a, a terrible condition that can result in all kinds of wild, negative, and hurtful, terrible things to people, depending on how the condition progresses and things like that. So now there are other, there are other things. To me, I, me personally, I think of diabetes as something maybe out, outside somebody. There are, it has different causes, and I don't want to get into that because I don't know as much about that as I should to have this discussion. And I didn't want this to be like a quote unquote health discussion. So I would want to keep it to let's think of diabetes as more of an external thing. There are certain things that happen or may happen. And changes that are brought about into somebody's life if they have it in order to manage what's going on. But the, the flip side of that, I think, is that people would be able to relate to those things if they're experiencing the same things. But also, there are other polls from inside about things about somebody worrying about if they have children, what's going to happen to them? Is their life going to be not fully lived out or will they have it cut short by 
however many years if they don't adequately deal with what's happened to them and what's going on in their life or guilt about that or anger that they didn't do more to prevent it or any of a number of things that create that inner pull that make it so that it's both an inner and outer pull, something that from outside that creates feelings inside. So it's not like two people are stranded on a mountainside in the dead of winter. The second guy has stumbled and broken his foot. He can't walk and it's three hours till nightfall and they don't have any fire and barely any supplies. That's, that's different than somebody realizing that if they don't make next month's rent payment, they're going to be out on the street, for instance. It's a slightly different thing, or somebody is feeling anger or guilt over something that happened in their past. Those are different styles of conflict and different types, but they still have very far-reaching implications, which is something I had wanted to touch on that those implications can be extended to help you explore what may happen to the character or what may happen to real people if they continue down a the negative path or if they can somehow, depending on what they're dealing with, make a positive change to go down the more positive path. And I mean, it's not... People are a strange mix in that they sometimes, oftentimes, never go completely down the positive path or completely down the negative path. There are some who do, but for the vast majority of people, it's more of a bouncing back and forth in a zigzag in certain parts of their lives. And that's also something to explore. Because sometimes people can be mixed up about various things in fiction as well as real life, which can make them interesting to read about because of the fact that people realize that certain characters don't have everything in their life figured out, which makes them more relatable, which is, of course, what we want. So that will be the end of this one. That'll be the end of this episode. I appreciate you guys hanging out. To learn more about the blog this podcast is connected to, you can visit it at fictionandcopydecoded.wordpress.com. You can learn about me there. You can also learn about me at my copywriting samples website, which is timealcopywriting.yolasite.com. Yolasite is one word. It's Y-O-L-A-S-I-T-E.com. And you can also support this podcast. Number one way to do that is by commenting, sharing, and subscribing to it wherever you listen to it, whether that's on Google Play, iTunes, or some other platform. You can also become a monthly contributor if you'd like to do that. For 99 cents a month, you'll get my thanks, which would be totally awesome, especially since I'm planning to do that in each episode where I have monthly contributors. For the next level, I think it's $4.99 a month. I'll give you part of the description of the show for your business or whatever else you're looking to promote. Go to if you have a service business or product business or what have you like that. And for $9.99, I'll plan to give you like a 30 to second to one minute ad in the show itself. So I'll need to learn about your business and 
who you serve and all kinds of neat stuff, but I'm cool with that if you are. So if you've got a business to promote, that's awesome. Anyway, you can get in touch with me on that if you'd like. Otherwise, we will catch you guys next time. Bye-bye.